So at this point, we have the elements for one complete CAT scan, CT scan, the one that's headed up by the core issues. But there are two other kinds of scans that we can take using the same 139 technology. And those are the topics of the next two segments. And so that when we're done, we'll have three dimensions to the competency that we're calling self-awareness. Now, as we said, the first CAT scan was driven by the core issues. Now, when we use the word core, we've already said that that indicates that it's central. It's something which is pervasive. In other words, if I have a core issue regarding control, I'm going to see that in a lot of places in my life. We also said that by virtue of it being a core issue, there's an intensity to it so that our reactions can become very strong whenever we're experiencing that which we're very sensitive to. So it's the pervasive nature of the issue, and it's also the intense nature of the issue. Now, using the same characteristics and qualities, we're going to talk about a different type of a core, our core values, things that are really, really important to us. Some classic examples of core values would be valuing God, valuing family, valuing kindness, things that are really, really important to us. So much so that we like to think that the big decisions of our lives are informed by our core values. We call that value-based decisions. That when I think about what I need to do under a certain circumstance, I think about what is the most important consideration, what means most to me over here that should drive the decision that I make. We all have core values. Some people don't know what they are. And if you ask them what their core values are, they might ask you, what is a value anyway? But I'd like to think that we all have core values, but some of us may not have thought long enough about what they are. Some of the things that we value may not be so impressive once we realize what they are. But either way, there are things that mean a lot to us, and those are the factors that oftentimes determine the behavior that we engage in and the choices that we make. But how do we know when something is really a value of ours? Is it enough just to say something is a value? Well, that wouldn't really make much sense because we could say lots of things are values of ours because it sounds good when they really aren't. So consider this. The way you know something is a value to you is when you're willing to make sacrifices to carry it out, when you're willing to stretch beyond your comfort zone because this is something that's really important. What are you willing to get up for at five in the morning? The answer to that question is likely to reveal your core values. I once had an opportunity to speak to about 40 single guys and I just mentioned to them, I said, you know, I met a girl this afternoon and I told them that she is looking for somebody who values giving. So I said, by a show of hands, who in this room values giving? Now, who's not going to raise his hand when he's posed with that question? So, of course, all 40 hands go up. So at first I say, well, you know, this is amazing. I have 40 possibilities for this girl. But then I said to them, just because you raised your hand to say that you value giving doesn't necessarily convince me that that's actually a value of yours. I mean, who would not raise their hand when they're posed with that question? And so therefore, the follow-up question was, give me an example of a time you carried out that value of yours. Give me a good example that shows me that you really value giving, that you are a giver. And at that point, the hands started to come down. And we were only left with a handful of hands of people that could actually talk about how that value lives in their life with examples of real stretches that showed that it was a real value. And therefore... In preparation for the encounter with another, it's important to recognize that it isn't only the core issues that can cause conflict between us and the other, but conflict can also come up when our core values are at play. Both are pervasive, both are strong. Both drives can potentially block us from being able to implement the competencies of making room for others and accepting them. And so therefore, it's important for us to articulate it to know where we're coming from 
so that when we ultimately encounter the other, we'll be able to at least explain what's going on for us so we can get to a resolution of any conflict that comes up because of them. And so therefore, this is the second analysis of who we are, the second level of self-awareness that we'll be able to bring into our relationships. And once again, since it is a CT scan, the top of this workup is going to have the term core values. And when you identify one of your core values, you'll see at the second level, what are the tendencies that come out of that core value? So for instance, if someone has a core value of family, there might likely be a tendency that I drop anything when family needs me. That's my tendency. That's what I do. And so you'd have the first two steps already. Family is important to me. A tendency of that is I drop everything if I'm ever needed by family. And then, of course, you'd give three examples of how that tendency plays out specifically in your life. And maybe other tendencies too. So once again, it's the 139 chart with variations. If you have more than three tendencies, less than three tendencies, also more or less examples of each of the tendencies. This becomes another readout of the CAT scan, but this one headed by core values. And that's the workup for today. Now, before we finish our conversation about core values, and there's so much to say about it, let me just mention a few points. First of all, there are times when we have a core issue, but because we haven't been comfortable or for whatever reason not in touch with our core issues, we may actually disguise the tendencies that come from the core issue as coming from a core value. So for instance, somebody might hold themselves back, have a tendency to take a back seat because they say it's out of a value of modesty. I don't like to put myself front and center. But in reality, what may be going on is that that person has a terrible insecurity, doesn't feel they have anything important to contribute to conversations. And so they're taking a back seat isn't really driven by immodesty, but rather by a fear of incompetence. But it's so much easier to layer a value of modesty over it. it. Makes us feel so much healthier, so much more valuable. So it's important sometimes to pay attention to see whether our core value isn't as much a value as much as it is a cover-up for a core issue. And here's something else to consider when it comes to core values. We've already said that anything that's at the core indicates something which is pervasive, comes up often, and also carries with it a lot of intensity. That would be true with core issues, and that's also true with the core values, something really important to us. But what would happen if we put them both together? Imagine if you took a core issue and a core value, the intensity of both, and put them in one pot. Could you imagine how much that would boil over? Let's take, for example, a mother who extends herself for her children. And when she engages in Herculean efforts, when she extends herself to incredible degrees, she does it all in the name of the value of her kids. They're really, really important to her. Being a mother is a super value. But what happens if that mother doesn't come through? If she were to feel like a failure, so what we have now was an intensity to do for the child, not just because the children are important, which may very well be the case, but on top of that, there's a fear of failure. If I don't come through, I'm not going to be a good enough mother. Put both those drives together, the importance of being there for the kids and the fear of feeling like a failure, and you have a woman driven to do something that might sometimes be to the extreme and at the end of the day counterproductive because there's no room at all to reconsider whether this is the right thing to do or not, whether for the child or for the mother or for the couple. There is so much emotional energy being generated by the core value and the core issue that virtually nothing can stop her. And if you want to see a great biblical example of when core issues and core values align with each other to create a dysfunctional reaction, take a look at Genesis 19, Bracious Yates. Look at the story there of when Lot hosts guests, and out of his intense devotion to his guests, 
is willing to send his daughters out to the mob. Now, what's going on over there? Well, clearly he had a value of hospitality, and he was strongly driven to make sure that he does not in any way mistreat his guests. But how does he then send his daughters out? Makes no sense at all. Well, the question is, what would happen if he didn't come through for the guests for some reason or other? There must have been another core issue at play over here. I cannot under any circumstances, because if I define myself as a person of hospitality, if I give it up, it's an existential threat. I'll lose my entire being. I'm gone. I'm a failure. So the intensity of the core issue, coupled with the intensity of the core value, caused him to do something which appears to be very, very dysfunctional, to give his daughters to the mob. But that's what can happen. Being able to stop and think and weigh doesn't happen when there's so much energy driven in one direction. Pretty unbelievable. Now that's when the core issue and the core value align with each other. But most often we find that inner clash that we have within ourselves when we're pursuing something because it's important to us, but then we withhold at the end because of a fear of insecurity. That's when you have the battle of do I make the phone call or not make the phone call? The phone call is going to be one that pursues the core value but a core issue comes into play and blocks you from making that phone call. I was once hired to be a therapist for a relatively successful businessman who had told me that he had hired a high-profile business coach and also wanted to hire me. So I said, well, what do you need me for? Uh, if you're looking to build your business, I don't do business coaching. He said, no, 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 here's the plan. It's very important for me to build a business. I don't really know how to do it. He was successful, but he wanted to be even more successful. She said, I hired the coach who's going to tell me what I need to do to build a business. But I also know that as important as it is for me to build that business and to do the things he tells me to do, he's going to ask me to do things that are going to bring up anxieties for me. My core issues are going to block me from being able to execute what he tells me to do. So I'm hiring you to help me get over the core issues. So there's another example of that internal battle we have. And don't be surprised when someone is pursuing something and then at the last minute drops it and you say, I don't get it. Your whole life you've been pursuing that. Why'd you drop it? And the answer likely is some core issue got there and blocked away. And so that internal struggle between whether we follow the core issue or the core value explains a lot of the ambiguities in our behavior. And if we can at least recognize what's happening internally, identify the forces that are at play, we'll be much better prepared to communicate that with the people that we encounter in our relationships. So there you have it, a second iteration of the CAT scan. The first one was based on core issues. Now it's about core values. Now, the difference is that when it came to core issues, we work at the assumption that there's only one core issue. When it comes to core values, we don't say that. You can have multiple values, which means to say that if you're going to make a CAT scan for your values, each one will be a different scan. So you'll take one core value, see the tendencies that come off of that, and examples of when those tendencies play out, and then another CAT scan for another value, and so on. So you may have multiple CAT scans for multiple values, but only one for the core issue. And so that's our workout for today. And for starters, just try to find one core issue with associated tendencies and examples of how they play out. And with that version of the CAT scan in place, we're ready for our next segment in the series for yet another iteration of the CAT scan. Mm-hmm.